you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're going to take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. If this is your first time listening and you are wondering what this podcast is about, this podcast is all about jujitsu and everything that revolves around it. Before I introduce to you our guests of the evening, I have to do some housekeeping. So first, if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, please tell one of your BJJ friends about it. And please hit that subscribe button. We are dropping new content every Monday and Wednesday, and you do not want to miss them. Mondays, we have our Ratchet Roundtable, and we talk about our experiences moving up the ranks. We offer you advice that may help you in your pursuit of black belt. Wednesdays, we talk to our Ratchet experts that are also jujitsu practitioners and offer you advice in their chosen field of work. So you do not want to miss these. Second, and this is how we pay the bills. Please go to RatchetDojo.com and support the cause by purchasing your limited edition t-shirts for only $25. And now, welcome to Ratchet Dojo. Tonight, I am joined by two of Brooklyn's finest. These men are both jiu-jitsu black belts at Mastiskaya in Bushwick, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Alex Eklund and Mr. Van Flores. What's up, fellas? What's up, everybody? Going on, guys? Thanks for being on, you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us, man. I I know you guys were, you have a busy schedule, 6.30 p.m. during a pandemic, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure you guys had a lot of better things to do. Are you guys watching? Yeah, my Netflix? couch is waiting for me. That's what I was just going to ask you. Is like, are you guys on Netflix? Any watching anything? I'm on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Netflix. Bro, I'm trying to. You know, and Van is going to be my witness. You know, we talked about it earlier mm-hmm. today. You know, but um, Van will be my witness that I was the first to coin the quarantine and chill. But um, I've been unsuccessful yeah. thus far, so <laughs> that's why I'm available for these podcasts. I actually, I, I actually, he really was. I actually followed this guy. Uh, his Instagram is. At Mini, I know his girlfriend from the boxing world, but uh, he he made shirts that says quarantine and chill. So just in case <laughs> nice. you guys I wanted to know. One up. <laughs> All right. They got to pay Alex some royalties. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So um, for those of you that uh, you're, are listening, I actually have never met Alex or Van. I only know you guys from the world of social media. And obviously, jujitsu is what ties us together. But... I have heard people going to your academy and that's pretty much all I know as far as like you got who you guys are. Like a, a, a bunch of my training partners have been there, had great things about you guys, but in, in a way, jujitsu is what, what, uh, what ties this together. And it, this is really an opportunity for me to get to know who you guys are, what you're about and, and so on. So, um, Alex, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then Van, you're going to go next? Sure. Yeah. So my name is, uh, Alex. You know, I'm a, you know, pretty simple person. You know, I, I was a pretty terrible in school, um, you know, barely graduated. You know, I'm, I'm an only child and I'm an immigrant. So I felt I needed to go to college. 
you know, but I barely squeaked by, you know, I had no other skill sets, you know, other than training jujitsu, you know, Van and I uh, would be training for hours, uh, you know, every day at Shaolin's. And then, um, you know, you know, during our, our lunches in and around Midtown Manhattan, you know, we always talked about, uh, you know, the future, We, you know, about some plans and, uh, you know, somehow, some way we ended up in Bushwick. And now uh, you, you mentioned you're um, an immigrant. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Ukraine. Cool. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Van, a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, my name's Van Allen Flores. Currently, I'm 32 years old <laughs> and uh, getting older by the second. But I'm originally from the Philippines. I grew up there half my life. Or no, now, actually, I've been in America more than half my life. And I immigrated around 2001, right before 9-11. So it was kind of crazy. But uh, since I was a teenager, I've always been into, uh, let's just say, fighting. So I've always got into like scraps on the streets and brawls and whatnot. And I just wanted to direct it to a more, um, a better approach. I, I ended up actually boxing in the beginning. Um, and my boxing gym closed down for some reason because it was in a ratchet place. <laughs> so it just fits right to Dojo. It was, it was in the hood and it just closed down for some reason. So I had to look for another gym. Uh, the gym that I actually found was called Fight House at that time. It was back in 2008. Is that with John? And yes, uh, it was with, with, with a bunch of people, but because I only stayed there for four months before going to Shaolin. Um, but I, I originally wanted to do Muay Thai there, and then I saw some people in pajamas, and uh, I just got <laughs> curious. And uh, so I joined it. And actually, I fell in love from the first time I stepped on the mat. I was like, this is weird, but this is cool. And uh, from then on, it's just been my pursuit to, to really get good at it competitively. And I met Alex through Jiu-Jitsu, which is one of the best things that ever happened. And from here on out, like, we've been doing whatever we can do to spread spread that positive energy. Cool. You're Filipino. What part of the Philippines? Because I'm from the Philippines as well. Um, I'm from Mindanao, the northern tip, which is Cagayan de Oro City. What about you? I'm from north, uh, which is Lucena City. So it's like I four see. hours southeast of Manila by car. Okay, so you're in the, the central. central. Yeah, man. All right. Mabuhay. Mabuhay. <laughs> Alex, that means like be alive or like celebrate, man. No, bro. Actually, I'm bro. I'm actually from Manila as well. You know, I you know, I know why, you, why you didn't ask me, but yeah. So yeah, Alex is half. He's got a better Filipino radar than me. We see random Asian people on the street, and I'm like, I don't know what they are, but he's like, they're Filipino. We ask, and they are. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, as far as uh, your academy is concerned, um, you know, Master Sky, uh, where did you guys come up with that name? That's a that's a kind of, that's an interesting name because Alex, I actually thought that your name was Master Skaya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Van and I um, were kind of like very easygoing and actually, um, I think I can speak for the both of us, but like we feel uncomfortable when people call us like professor and things like that. Like, and uh, it's funny because a lot of students, they think, you know, um, you know, they come up and they're like Master Sky, they, they, they for some reason think that that's my name, but that's the furthest from the truth. Uh, Master Sky is actually a Russian word. And uh, it means workshop. It's like a place, like a, a car mechanic shop, or it can be an art studio. It can be anything where you kind of hone your craft. So that's what that word means. It means workshop. That's pretty dope. Yep. Got it. Got it. And uh, you you came up with that name, or did you guys both kind of like Google it one night? <laughs> actually, you know, I remember, yeah, I was actually I was actually in Calexico. I was eating a, a Mexican dinner. Uh-huh. And uh, for some reason, it just hit me in my head and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, ran with it ever since. That's dope. All right. So as far as uh, anything else that you guys do outside of jujitsu, as far as like work, 
Uh, Van does modeling actually, and I'm not joking. That's true, but he wouldn't this take guy. it. So that's why. That's why. Always blows my spot up. This guy, <laughs> a male model. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so part part time fake model. That's it. <laughs> part time fake. Model. We actually did a, an episode with a with a professional male model uh, last week, so mm-hmm. uh, it's actually up. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, you know, check it out. It's called um, male model jujitsu. <laughs> Nice. Oh man, nice. <laughs> we got some competition. We got competition. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, the hustle is real, so you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we got a lot of downtime, you know? You got to do whatever you can do with downtime. All right. <laughs> yep. So cool. So um, as far as, um, you know, like Master Sky, yeah, like I only know of Master Sky when you guys first opened up and they're like, everybody was telling me, yeah, it's kind of a place where like, it's a donation based like academy. I'm like, what? How do they make money doing that? Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the history, the philosophy of Mester Skaya? Uh, Van, do you, do you want me to say it or do you want to go ahead? You go first, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, we always felt, um, you know, there's different, you know, levels of, of, of training and stuff like that. And we always felt that, you know, even if the training, you know, is high level, that it uh, it should not necessarily mean also that it should be extremely ex- expensive. And, you know, Van and I, we, you know, we worked to fund Esket Challenge and, you know, we always um, encountered people that w- weren't able to afford it. And we ourselves uh, weren't able to afford it either. You know, um, we were fortunate enough, you know, my parents helped out in the beginning and then I started working for Shaolin's and, you know, so I think same with Van. Uh, But otherwise we wouldn't have been able to, you know, afford the training. And um, I think martial arts and jujitsu, you know, it's it's so primal that it should be, you know, for everybody, right? Um, So uh, the donation base was a little bit more for me, I think, um, because I was going to the yoga to the people and I thought that place was really cool. And, um, so I just kind of, you know, stole that, stole that idea and just kind of ran with it. And then, uh, you know, Van, Van came on and, uh, you know, he, you know, I, th- I think he accepted and, 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 and liked it as well. And we just, uh, ran with it. Is it still donation based? Um, yeah, yeah donation based, uh, just, you know, uh, we have two types of classes. Um, some have a minimum donation. And so, you know, it's minimum of 15 bucks at the, at the, mo- at the highest. And uh, a lot of the classes are suggested donations. So more than half our classes are on suggested donation basis. So, you know, people can pay whatever they want or, you know, some, some can't afford it. So they, you know, they, they, they come and train regardless. Um, so we're trying to make it as fair as possible for everybody. Yeah. And for the full-time, like, uh, people that like to train, we, we also offer them, like, memberships and a lot of, like, deals in terms of, like, uh, long-term memberships if they really want to stick with it and, and train with us. But for the most part, yeah, it is donation-based and we have more... Uh, visitors from different schools that come to train with us once in a while um, and a few homegrown students too. That's a pretty uh, rad uh, idea. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of unheard of in in the world of jujitsu. So that's what I find you guys so interesting. Um, so does that business model work? I mean, it depends who you ask. You know, Van and I, we have a very close friend. I, I kind of hope he's not listening, but <laughs> he he call he calls me all the time. Are you guys okay? Yeah, he's like, he's like Alex, what okay? the hell are you guys doing? There? He's like, what in the world are you guys doing? And uh, you know, he's always pestering me, and he's asking me about all these numbers, you know, and I have no mm-hmm. idea what he's talking about. And I try to change the subject, and I try to run as fast as I can, you know. But but it's it's, it's sustainable thus far. Uh, but most importantly, you know, we're able to you know provide for ourselves, and you know, um, just also give back as well, and that's really important to us. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah. I think we're pretty modest too. You know, yeah. we're we're like modest people. We don't we're not very lavish. We don't go and yeah. take crazy trips. So in terms of making money, I, we always feel like that'll come. We'd rather give them the you know a genuine experience as to uh, what 
a school kind of should be, which is to just to first training first. And if you have problems with financially, you can always like, you know, find a way to work out, work it out. Well, that's very noble of you guys. Um, I'm coming from a, an academy as well. That's $250 per month. Um, and, and so on, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you know, you, you multiplied by X amount of students. You don't have to be a, a rocket science to realize that it's making money, but living in New York city, you know, even though you guys are in Brooklyn, you know, I mean the overhead, that's what I'm concerned about, you know, coming from a, being a business owner myself from a previous experience uh, or previous life. Um, those are always my ma main concern. And I'm, I'm glad that to hear that you guys are able to provide people a service and also at the same time have a lifestyle, create a lifestyle for yourself that can sustain it. So that's, that's quite uh, impressive. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. So as far as Master Sky is concerned, um, what separates you guys from every other academy? I guess, first of all, your surrounding area and in New York, New York City. I think it's uh, really difficult to say, you know, what, what really separates us because New York City is probably one, you know, I would say it's the top five city in the whole world uh, in regards to jiu-jitsu. You know, we have some of the top academies and professors here. But uh, what Van and I, we try, first of all, we, we have, we pay equal attention to both gi and no gi. Um, we do our best to, um, first of all, to respect, you know, the old school, the traditional jiu-jitsu, and we stay up to date and we try to offer the students, you know, all the cutting edge techniques and, you know, whatever is trending, et cetera. Plus, you know, we try to give an experience. We, we have a very like open, uh, like open training, whereas, um, we're, we, you know, we're strict and, you know, we make sure that the students are training hard, but we're also like very flexible and we accommodate students and, you know, we're all, always like modifying the training and we're incorporating new ideas and, and, and ways to train. And, you know, we're all, we're, uh, you know, always trying to see, um, how we can, um, you know, provide a better experience for, for students. And I think, uh, that in itself is, uh, you know, you know, why for me, I, you know, I, I love the training there myself, you know, this is, you know, my home and this is, this is where I'm training and Vanda's training full time, you know? Yeah. Like Alex said, we, we focus on making sure that everything is up to date, the trends, even like, uh, some schools are not really into the whole nogi, uh, heel hooking and, and reaping, but we, we teach all of that. We teach, we teach them everything. The dark arts. And, um, I think, yeah, the dark arts basically. And people appreciate that because, you know, it's, you should give people a choice. Right. But how do you manage that? Because I mean, uh, it's up to you, but we're going to show it to you regardless. <laughs> Day one, heel hooks. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, yes. I that's happened, but we know. do that. <laughs> we have some. Yeah. We have some that strictly just butt scoot to heel hook you. And, you know, like, it's not that we promote it, but it's, it's like we, we try to our best to make sure that our, our, our players or our students are complete, complete in terms of the game. But some people have a, a, a liking to something and, you know, we'll help, we'll help them guide and guide them to achieve what they want to do, regardless of what it is. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. And I, and I want to hear more about your philosophy around that because, you know, I come from an academy that, you know, we did not teach any heel hooks or leg locks or you were not allowed to hit it until we're a brown belt. So in, in for me, you know, having, I've become very efficient at like, you know, sweeping, passing the guard, uh, every other submission except leg entanglements and stuff like that. So whenever, even now as a black belt, I'm, I'm, I get very nervous, you know, like yeah. going after people's legs because I mean, living in New York city, you know, we need our legs to get to and from yeah. wherever <laughs> we need to go to. So I get really, go. I really get really paranoid about that. So what is your, 
take on like, you know, teaching somebody brand new off the street, teaching them a move that they could possibly, you know, uh, quote unquote, hurt someone in your academy or in a different academy? I think it's, 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 you should, you should just provide them with context first in terms of, you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish and the safe, uh, the safety, the safety and, and what, uh, what can be hazardous in terms of, of how you apply things. And give them more an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, and and and, and they, they they usually get to, to understand a little bit better of, of the effectiveness of the technique and how dangerous it is mm-hmm. before they even apply it. You know, um, it's different if you just show them and tell them to do it. Here, do this. But right. if you give them an idea of okay, this is going to be pretty dangerous. But try to uh, exert caution and be careful and let go before anything happens. Um, I, I think I think you can train it safely. Okay, got it. And how about your yeah, take? Yeah, that's on? it. I, I agree. I agree with Van. You know, that's that. That's pretty much it. We just, you know, tell the students, you know, uh, why it's dangerous. Why it's in some places it's frowned upon, and just ask them to do it as as uh, safely as they they would do an armbar. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Context is crucial. I mean, you definitely have to educate your students on like when and you know why you should do this, etc. You know, before like they go to a different academy. Because I, I mean, I it was so like crazy for me. Like if I've never met you, so it was like Saturdays on an open mat and like some random person. And then I don't know what belt rank they are. Cause they're, they're, they're wearing a rash guard and they immediately go for my heels. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Actually before class, uh, before class, I always tell people or before the rolling part, I tell, I tell my students, our students, I say, um, if guys, if you feel uncomfortable at any, uh, for at any leg locks or anything that has to do with the leg, please tell your partner before you even slap and bump because you know there's not nothing worse than going into something that, that that you thought was safe and all of a sudden your your knee and your heel or something is popped uh, and you didn't expect it so you know communication is key you have to, to say what rule sets you're following in terms of what you're trying to do that day and, and for the most part people understand yeah they're like okay you don't want me to touch your legs no problem yeah that's great so Obviously, you know, there's a pandemic going on and, um, you know, as far as like your academy is concerned, how's that going? Um, I think we're, you know, it's a, we're in the same boat as, as pretty much everybody else. It's like uh, really rough. You know, a lot of our students, uh, you know, are just the regular working class people. So, um, you know, Van and I, we, you know, we talked about it. So we decided to just, you know, a lot of people, they, they were telling us like to keep their memberships open and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, we decided to just uh, cancel everybody's memberships and, you know, pause everybody that paid us, you know, up front for, you know, several months, et cetera. So we just canceled all of that. But, um, you know, with that said, we, you know, we're still receiving, you know, donations from many generous people and, you know, people are still, Amazing. Um, you know, money. So, uh, you know, with, uh, with what we're receiving, you know, I think uh, we'll be able to return and, you know, get the ball rolling again and, you know, keep, keep that momentum going. So we're, we're really fortunate to, to have such a community and, you know, such a strong brand and, you know, such uh, amazing people behind us. Yeah. We're extremely thankful for everyone. No, that's that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing because uh, I've been interviewing a lot of uh, business owners recently, and um, the most recent one I I just interviewed is actually he mentioned you, Alex, uh, Greg Sarico. Oh yeah, that's a friend of ours. Oh Greg. Yeah, yeah. So Greg is from Atlanta, Georgia, and he is looking to reopen next week. Um, but he's setting up a lot of protocols as far as you know steps that he needs to take in order for people to come back efficiently. So some of the things, for example, is partnering up with someone. So first of all, there's all going to be all these tests. So he's going to 
take people's temperatures. He's going to, he's been calling all his students to find out if they've been exposed to, you know, Mm. Corona, et cetera. Um, And then when you do come in, you know, you're going to be partnered up with the same person that you choose for 14 days. And when 14 days is up, if everything's kosher, you move on to a different partner. What is your take on that? And are you going to apply something similar to your academy or not? Um, actually, uh, Greg called me about a few weeks ago and he told me about all of these things and um, I thought they were great. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I think uh, it's a great idea. And, um, you know, he's going to open up June 1st. So let's see how that goes. And, you know, I'll be calling him and, you know, talking to Van about, you know, how, how the school is going. And then, you know, if everything is going well and, uh, you know, hopefully we can adopt a similar model or, you know, try to tweak it, you know, accordingly. But to be honest, there's so many variables and there's so many things going on that are uncertain yeah. that it's a little bit also hard to, you know, make uh, long-term plans. And, you know, for example, if they tell us like, you know, you know, yeah, you can open, but you need social distancing, then, you know, jujitsu is out the window. We might as well do yoga or something like that. <laughs> so there's yeah. just uh, so many things to, you know, to wait on, you know, you gotta, I kind of feel like we're on the bottom of side control and, you know, there's a 500 pound guy on top of you with shoulder pressure and, you know, he just, he has his hairy chest in your face and you just got to kind of wait it out. Oh, that's my favorite. You know? You know, I, I can't, I, bro, I can't say that's my favorite, but you know, I definitely, I'm a little bigger guy than you. So, I mean, <laughs> all right. <laughs> to each his own. Yeah. My, 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 uh, what I hate the most is like, uh, someone that has like, has me on side control and they have like beard and it's just like, oh my God, it's the worst that's fucking scratchy. thing. Scratchy beard or long beard? Oh, either, it's like far? terrible. Either way, it's terrible. <laughs> Bro, don't come to Bushwick then because half our students have very long beards. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing over there. Is it? Beards and, beards and tattoos is, uh, you know, that's the trend. Oh, so got it. Yeah, a lot I of mean, yeah, I mean, I, the only time I've been to Bushwick was back in the day when, it, I don't know, and, and I think I got, I almost got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> A, fil- a, a young, a, a, a skinny, scrawny Filipino kid from the Philippines walking around Bushwick. <laughs> nice, what, nice. Hey, what's your shoe size? What's your shoe size? <laughs> uh, Why are they asking me that? <laughs> so uh, let me just reel this back in as far as um, I just want to go back to what you guys are saying, because there's a couple of things that you guys are saying that's completely, um, that, 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 just keeps coming up. So number one uh, is pure purity of jujitsu. Number two, mm-hmm. it's like giving back, and you know it's and because of that, y- you giving away or giving to your students, it's it kind of like comes back to you. And I want to like expand on that conversation a little bit more because that is tr- truly the philosophy behind jujitsu is just like give it away, and then it comes back to you, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody right. want to take a stab on, on, on that as far as like the, your philosophy and where did you guys get that philosophy from besides jujitsu? Because I feel that that's deeper than jujitsu because if it's up to me, I'd be charging people $500. I think, I think it's, <laughs> but that's it's just, from, <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta make money somehow. But I think it's, it's from us coming from a consumer point of view. That's one. Um, and in terms of, of training, you know, as instructors, you just want to provide the best and you don't want to hold anything back. That's how we see it as well. Because, and Alex can probably add some uh, on top, but, you know, people sense that we are genuinely trying to help them not only improve their game, uh, and, but not, not only that, but also be friends with them for life. And when they sense that, 
they're just like, oh, why do I have to go anywhere else when I feel at home here? And we love that. We love that when people feel that way. We love that the connections in terms of like, actually, as, as an example, I'm probably veering off. I always veer off in terms of what I'm going to say. But <laughs> in Bushwick and in, 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 in both our schools, as a matter of fact, like these, these guys have become the best of friends to the point where they're living together and, and training and together. And, you know, like it's, it's to see that form and happen and, and to see that we kind of had a bit of an influence in that. It's just the best feeling in the world. Like, it, and, you know, um, Alex knows as well that um, when we were coming up in jujitsu, how hard it was for us to really get good at it. And in terms of guidance, you know, you're not always given great guidance. Not to say anything bad about anyone or any teacher but sometimes it just feels like oh you're not being catered to but you know we go leaps and bounds to try our best to cater to our students and to pro- to really let them see that man we, we are out to make sure that you have the best experience and it, it just pays it just it just shows it just shows in terms of their their, their response mm-hmm. yeah i agree completely with van you know it's a massive guy it's been like an accidental social experiment because um <laughs> You know, uh, it brought a lot of very, very interesting people together. And, and, you know, we're almost like a, like a big clubhouse, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have two academies and, you know, they're, they're similar, but they're also, you know, quite different. And some people, they train in both. And, you know, it's uh, very interesting to see how it unfolds. Um, but, Ro, back, you know, back to your question, you know, I think, uh, you know, the fitness industry as a whole is, is you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, as a profession is very interesting. And, you know, you probably will be able to connect uh, to this more than anybody, but, you know, um, there's a lot of things in it that kind of bother me. Like, um, you know, for example, like people treating like, uh, coaches or personal trainers kind of like as servants, you know, and, um, like a few years ago I was, uh, struggling for money. I didn't have any money. And, um, a friend of mine, um, he introduced me to a lady that uh, wanted me to train her. So I would go to her house, uh, I think on the upper West side or upper East side, you know, she was pretty wealthy to train her. And she was just so rude and so nasty that I, I actually ended up firing her. You know, I told her, hey, I'm never coming back here. And like, and she was like apologetic, but you know, that was it. And so I, you know, we always felt also that, you know, we, you know, we just want to like teach jujitsu and give it to the people. We don't want to be also like, like now people are complaining to us about, you know, X, Y, Z because they're paying X amount of money and Mm -hmm. now they're expecting a certain service, you know? So we're kind of like the reverse, you know, a lot of our students, like they see something is wrong with the school. They, they clean up, they help up and, you know, everybody helps one another. And, you know, we have this like, I think we've had like zero or one or two complaints, whereas, you know, in previous places that I've worked, you know, there's complaints every day like, oh, this is dirty. Oh, how come this towel is not clean and the blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it, it, it took away a lot of headaches for us to also provide this model. And that was just like a side benefit, you know, uh, you know, from all of this. That's awesome. And I can relate to you as far as like, you know, somebody you know, being treated like a servant because I've been in more basements than I can pretty much count. And I've been to a lot of wealthy people's uh, mm-hmm. uh, apartments, houses, etc. And yeah, those people that do treat you like they're better than you, you know, I have fired them. Um, and you're right. They, they, it's, it's as if like, you're just like a peasant, <laughs> you know, yeah. take the side door instead of the front door, you know, it's like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, for somebody that is, um, I guess, our, our personality as far as like, you know, being, we respect ourselves. So, I, I mean, let's, yep. just get, let's just call it, let's just say, it, say that because it's self-respect. Because when you, if you don't you know, respect yourself, you're probably going to put up with that. You know what I'm saying? And um, coming from the Philippines and having seen my people, you know, we are great 
customer service driven nation, you know. Hospitality is, you know, in our blood. Yeah. You know, but there's, yeah. there's a point where like hospitality and like me about to kill you is <laughs> it's a very thin line. And I actually had to learn that about myself because it's like, you know, you giving up your power or you giving up like your self-respect just for what a couple of bucks it's it never works yeah. out you know what i'm saying and um it's not worth it. now never worth yeah it. now i now i kind of like just you know beat the shit out of rich people <laughs> and one better satisfaction yeah, and, and, and they feel alive and i'm one of their boys now <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that's what jujitsu do as well. It's like you know you don't know someone until you roll with them. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, but yeah, so it, that's that's awesome, you guys. Um, I'm glad that you guys were able to find, I guess, your niche in 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 a very in my in my opinion, uh, it's getting to be a saturated market. Um, I could be wrong, but there's a lot of great schools out there. But you have found a place in this. You know, there's a lot of academies in New York City. I just realized it's some of the best in the, the world. So that's why I, I, what I really wanted to get down to with you guys is like, okay, Master Sky, you know, what is your place? Because so if you think about, if you wanted to become like, say, I don't know, tough training, become a world champion, compete at the highest level, you go to Marcelo's Unity or Enzo Gracie, right? If you want to do MMA, you go to Enzo Gracie. You know, and then we all, we have all these other academies. For example, my friend, Mark uh, Adami's Park Slope Jiu-Jitsu, who's very successful. And, and I'm glad to hear that your, your academy is doing well as well. You know, so if there was one word or one sentence that you can tell people what Master Sky is about, what would that be? I think the best word, bro, to use is, is uh, honesty. Just an honest training and an honest, honest experience all around. Awesome. I agree with that. Honesty. Truth. The, well, the math the mats don't lie, so you know, you get what you yeah. uh, you, you give. So, all right. But so, oh, just to, just to backtrack slightly. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's the biggest compliment uh, to, to to us. You know, from anybody. You know, that we're accessible, that we're affordable. Uh, yeah. But you know, we're we're really working our, our asses off as well to you know um, make sure that you know our students are and those that are interested that are you know winning tournaments. Like we're very proud that um, you know we have uh, already. We've been open for a few years, but we have medalists in, you know, uh, the Nogi World. We have medalists in the, the you know, Nogi Pans and the in the European Championships. And a lot of different tournaments. We have uh, some professional fighters that train with us. We have a lot of different uh, black belts that train with us. We have amateur fighters, you know. So our dream is, to, you know, to unify everything, you know, to be, you know, you know, have a reputation of honest training, you know, accessible training, but at the same time, you know, be one of the top schools in New York City and, you know, the the country and, you know, the world as well in respect to competition too. Got it. Awesome. Thanks for that clarification. And it also brings back the, what I wanted to ask to you guys is just like, as far as, or it's, it's not a question, it's more like a comment. It's just like, you know, having come from a huge academy, you kind of get lost in the crowd, you know, and it sounds to me as if like you guys have a very intimate personal community or, or connection with, with your students. And I, I think that's great. Am I, Thank you. is that an assertion or is that, am I hitting the, no, no, you're correct. okay, good. No, you're correct. We're, 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 we're tight knit, let's just say, you know, yeah. yeah. And also we're extremely welcoming, like extremely, I'd say, you know, and that's not just coming from me because it's my school and our school. But it's because people have told us, like, man, the vibe, the vibe. You know, I, I, 
who told us Alex that that one line? That your vibe. It was Rep- Nick. Uh, Nick. Uh, Greg. I, I can't never pronounce his last name. Yeah, Gregory Yes, he was the one, and you know that that really stuck to us because we were like, yeah, you're right. Like, I think people feel your energy. People feel what you put out, and when when people see again that you're genuine, they just they just they just love it. They love that you care about them, and um, and, and that's created a community that does the same thing for everyone that comes in. I don't know if that was me. Sorry. No, no. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, I've been to yeah. places where, you know, frankly speaking, they were not nice, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, having traveled uh, some academies in, 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 in the U.S., um, yeah, they're, they're not what you were just describing uh, yourself to be. So, I mean, that, I think that's pretty cool. So, thank you. Anyway. All right. So, um, we've come to the, a point where, uh, <laughs> where Ratchet Dojo comes in. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, you guys. So that was a clean path. <laughs> that was a clean path. So let's get let's get a little ratchet now. So <laughs> this I'm a little is, nervous. This is why this is why most most of my listeners uh, look for anyway, which is like so you you both come from different backgrounds. You've both been to different academies, and you you know and same academy. I'm sure that you guys have uh, experienced a ratchet experience. Do you guys know what ratchet means? Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking because yesterday I was interviewing someone. She didn't not she did not know what ratchet meant. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so what what is your what are some of your ratchet stories, guys? Or what is your ratchet story? Alex has a lot. Ratchet stories. Man, it's like um every day is a ratchet story for us, you know. How how old were you when you left uh Russia, um Alex? I was I was I was I was six years old. Okay, got it. Okay. Because I always see these, yeah, right. you, I always see these like wild things that happen in Russia. So I'm like, fuck, man, you got to tell a story about in Russia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, uh, bro, I just, there's an Instagram page. It's called Look at This Russian. Uh, I I, that, I, I'm on it. I'm on that one. <laughs> I think, I think that page, I think that page will uh, clarify. Uh, you didn't put me on that page. I'm about to follow that page. Too. Yeah, you don't have, man, I, I send it to you all the time, man. I think, I, you, you know, do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you, for those of you listening, check out this, this Instagram. It's called Look at at this Russian, it's fucking. <laughs> what? I'm yeah. like, what? It's 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 over, <laughs> over the top. It's like ratchet. It's so ratchet. It's it's more ratchet than ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Alex, you were saying your ratchet story. Uh, let's see a ratchet story. You know, I'm gonna give a ratchet story, not from you know, not from a uh, not from a judicial story. You know, I trained uh, some time in, in striking and in, in uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai. And I have a, a pretty funny story that happened. There was, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave out the names just in case, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want emails coming to me later, you know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, it's, it's also going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be pretty easy to, you know, stalk, stalk me and find out exactly who I'm talking about and stuff like that. <laughs> so for those that are really interested, I'm sure it'll be quite easy. But what happened was I was training in kickboxing and, um, so there was a, there was a, you know, and it's, it's very interesting, you know. Um, some of my fondest uh, memories actually were from, uh, you know, being in Thailand. I trained for a couple of months in Thailand and, you know, that experience, you know, really, you know, she changed my life really, you know, you know, corny to say, but that's true. But, you know, I think America, you know, there's a lot of issues, a lot of the students, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, especially in schools where they're paying a lot of money, they feel like, you know, like uh, they're entitled to everything. And, you know, the customer is always right, so to speak. And actually, my very first jiu-jitsu coach, he used to have a famous speech. He would always say, the customer is not always right. This is not Burger King. You can't have it your way. 
you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I would, I would think about this often. So I was in the kickboxing class, you know, there was one student and, you know, he was, um, this was around the time when Conor McGregor was coming up and, you know, th- th- he's a great guy. Actually, I like him. I run him. I ran into him at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, a few weeks ago as well. I mean, a few months ago, I think. I don't want people thinking I'm, I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings during the quarantine. So, you know, <laughs> I was there. You know, I, I ran into him a few months ago. A good guy, you know, but in his head, he was, you know, he told himself he's going to be the next Conor McGregor. You know, he told himself he's going to be the next UFC champion. And he, you know, he had a little bit of skills. You know, he was a beginner, you know, but, you know, you know definitely had a lot of work. And, you know, he was very, very, very far away. I don't think he's ever fought. You know, but he was a little bit, a little bit arrogant at the same time. So what happened was um, the coach that I was training under, he brought in an assistant coach. And the assistant coach was uh, about, you know, 45, 50 years old. And he was like a legendary, legendary uh, tie fighter. And uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. You know, just, I, you know I really love this guy. So, uh, you know, the, the assistant coach, you know, was teaching the class. And he was showing a variation on a tip, I believe. And uh, when he was correcting all the students while he was walking around, uh, the Conor McGregor kid, you know, he was, you know, kind of mouthed off to him. And he was like, no, you know, I, I think doing it this way is better. Da, 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 da. And I was kind of like just overhearing it from, you know, from the corner of my eye. And I was just wanted to see what would happen. And the Thai coach, you know, he kind of just laughed it off. And, you know, he and basically he was just like, you know, I'm going to show you after class, you know, what I'm talking about. So you know, the class ended and, you know, the tie coach comes up to the kid and, you know, he's respectfully trying to show the kid why, the, you know, his kick variation was correct and, you know, why, you know, he disagrees with the kid. And the kid was kind of like mouthing off and he was like just, uh, you know, pretty brash. And uh, the tie coach was like, all right, so throw your kick at me. So this kid, he throws the kick and the tie coach, you know, just, you know, he's old, but he, you know, his reflexes were there. He just kind of dodged it and just, uh, he actually ended up uh, throwing a little hook to this kid's nose and the kid started bleeding a little bit. And then they ended up kind of like, it was almost like a little scrap to be honest. And uh, the head coach of the gym was uh, just watching, just laughing. And uh, then, you know, we got an, you know, I, I'm, I was on the staff at that moment, you know, of this gym. And then we got an email that uh, this kid got kicked out of the gym, you know, and then uh, the tie coach, uh, you know, trained and lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that I feel like that story can you know th- that happens almost every time in jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, just I, I don't think you get punched in the face, but um, close yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> How about you, Van? Any ratchet well, story? I don't have a lot. I have I probably Alex knows I have the one of the worst memories. I forgot what happened the day before, but this, is it that you're this, modeling a, a, a casting call? Where <laughs> no, they, no, they did a reach around. This is actually like <laughs> this is one of like a funny story because Alex Alex uh, introduced me to this one guy. He was I don't know Alex. You'll know once I start talking about. Yeah, it. I know. I know. But uh, already you already know how. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> like telepathy right now. So Alex introduced me to this guy. This guy is just batshit crazy. Okay, like I don't, I, I don't mean to say anything bad about him. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's just cuckoo, right? And he comes to the school, doesn't listen to a word I say in terms of instruction. I'm like, okay, cool, all right, fine. Uh, do what you want to do, just, but just don't be a spaz and don't hurt nobody. Okay, that's fine. He probably showed up like three times to my class, and I don't know how many times he showed up to Alex's class, but there was a competition coming, and so yeah, this guy signed up. I'm like, all right, cool, sign up. Competition day, he comes in. Um, I'm coaching all, all of our students, you know, they're winning, they're losing, they're scrapping. And this guy comes to it's his turn. I'm like, all right, I got you. I'm the corner, bro. And it's his turn. He starts, like, man, he's literally just like, like a bull, like just pushing and almost headbutting everyone, uh, kicking people in the nuts, 
like the referee and, and the crowd looking at me like, like, uh, is this your guy? And I'm like, I got a blank stare at my face. I'm like, I'm coaching him. Dude, don't do that. Dude, don't do that. Stop, stop what you're doing. And like, I, I can't even coach him correctly because I'm telling him to stop doing all these things. And so this guy just continues to do this all throughout the competition. And, you know, grappling industries was the competition. There's a Ron Robin competition. He, he lost a bunch of times, but he gets to compete still, right? So I'm like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like dreading uh, his next match. So his next match comes. I'm like, the referee's looking at me already, like, with this stare, like, uh, does he still compete? I'm like, bro. He does not listen to me. I, I, I can't tell you what, 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 what this guy's going to do. So I just put my head down. I sat in the corners, uh, in the, in the corners, uh, chair. And I was so close, extreme close to coaching the other guy. You know, I was about to coach <laughs> the other guy against him. Because I'm just like, dude, this guy is just, no, I can't deal with this. And I complained to Alex and I'll continue to complain uh, until this day. <laughs> you know, he made me, um, the coach this guy. He's like, yeah, you got him. You, you corner. I'm like, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. Man. Some people are just uncoachable, but yeah, that's that's one of my precious stories. <laughs> Did he come back to the academy? <laughs> I haven't seen him since, man. <laughs> and I'm thankful. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. You know, not not everyone in the academy is good, right? Like, and the, yeah, there are some, some just, characters. Oh There's my god! Characters. I mean, being being in the, in in jujitsu for 11 years, you definitely come out encounter a lot of like whack jobs. You know, as <laughs> as they say, you know, like jujitsu attracts the crazy and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, jujitsu helps us uh, strain ourselves out in a sense. <laughs> yeah, bro. Actually, I thought you know, Van. I thought you were gonna tell. Um, I, then I'll, I'll tell this story then because I thought <laughs> I made a mistake. I thought it was, I was gonna say something else. But so, did bro, you do you know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But bro, the other story. This, this was this was you know maybe you know not as interesting. It's actually a kind of a, a bad story, but I'll you know I'll say it anyway. So yeah, what happened was, you know, I had a. You know, I was saying, and this guy is like, you know, he's like my older brother, you know, him and I, we still call each other on the phone, you know, and we, you know, he, he, he's just a, you know, a crazy guy in a good way. I really love this guy. And, um, he would be, uh, only taking private lessons with me in Shellin. And, um, he was, a, he was a little bit bigger than me. Um, and he was actually very good. He, he was older, you know, he was probably, you know, close to 50 and, you know, he was really good. He would only do no gi. And, uh, you know, then I told him that I'm going to Thailand, you know, and, uh, you know, his first question, you know, to me, uh, you know, right after he started, you know, making, you know, a few jokes about ladyboys and stuff like that was, who am I going to train with now? He basically like blamed <laughs> me for abandoning him, you know? So I said, Oh, I said, you can just train with Van, you know, or, you know, just train with Van. And, uh, j you know, just to back up a little bit, me and him, we would just roll for an hour straight, just uh, shake hands and roll. And that's it. That, that would be our private. Uh -huh. So then Van, uh, actually tore his pec and, you know, he called me he's like, dude, I got to get surgery. I tore my pec. And I was like, how the hell did you tear your pecs, man? And he goes, man, I got an arm. I was in an arm bar, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how the hell did you get it? How did that guy get to an arm bar, man? Like, cause I didn't expect, you know, that, that guy to get him in an arm bar. And Van was like, well, you know, Van humbly told me that he was kind of like, I guess, you know, maybe beating the guy a little bit up. And the guy was like, all right, let's start, you know, side control. I'm on top, you know? And, uh, I guess because of that, you know, he ended up, uh, you know, getting an armbar or, or did he start in the armbar position then? So, so actually, let, let, let me clear up how our training went, right? Um, <laughs> so we started off like how you guys did, which yeah. is just a rule. But let's just say I kept murdering. And so he's like, okay, you know what? Let's start off with you always in a bad position. So he would always be on my back. He would always be in mount. 
and he would always be either in a dominant position where he can attack me and I'm just going to straight defend until he taps, until he, I tap, let's say. And so he's, I'm stuck in an arm bar. I'm, I'm, I've got a good grip. Um, my, my, my grip doesn't break. What breaks is the part where my shoulder connects is just because his hip was underneath it. Oh, so shit. my grip didn't break. It just, I just felt a click. I was like, what the hell is that? So I ignored it. I trained right, uh, right after that. I trained at nighttime, night class. I tried to take down and all of a sudden I hear a rip. Ugh. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was because of earlier. My pack like receded into my spine. It was oh, a deep man. part of my And yeah, I was out of commission. But that sucks. But yeah, that was, that was, we laugh about it now, but I was so mad. Oh, I was like, course. dude, Ugh. I was like, damn it, this guy. Like, you just, just you know, ego at, it plays a part at yeah, one point. I, of course. Of course. Uh, the things we have to do put up with uh, as instructors sometimes. <laughs> and models, bro. And, and models, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, um, all right, guys. So we're coming to a close. Uh, do you guys have any like words of wisdom for anyone looking to open up an academy or just, you know, just an, a, a person that loves jujitsu? Uh, Van, you want to start? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, you know, that phrase that says jujitsu is for everybody, which, you know, Everyone is saying, and it's super rare, right? Super rare has a shirt that says "This is for everybody." I think it's, it's it's extremely accurate. Like anyone from any walk of life is able to train, and you know, uh, if you have the will to find it, to really you know, look for a school to, to train, you you can do it. Um, the problem is always going to be money, correct? I feel like if more schools would adopt, you know, what we're doing, which is really uh, trying to provide people who are not able to, to, to train a means to train. And also actually, you know, we didn't mention it, but Alex and I work with, with a lot of good, good, good people. Uh, so mission impossible is one of them and where we have kids get sponsored to train with us. You know, kids that, 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 that troubled kids be able to train with us. And to us, that's like, that's amazing. Yeah, so, actually, yeah, can you, yeah. uh, here's your platform right now. Can you talk about that? Alex, you want to say, say more about it? Mission, uh, Mission Impossible? Uh, yeah. So Submission. Have, what is it called? Submission Impossible. Oh, so we, we work yeah, with, uh, with, we, we work with uh, two, you know, incredible, incredible people. So the mm-hmm. first is uh, Dennis Sanabia. Um, he's from Submission Impossible. And the second is Eric Nicholson. He's from the, the Metro Tech uh, uh, Kids yeah. uh, Program. Um, I'm, I'm butchering the exact uh, name of, of his program, but the name doesn't really matter. But, you know, both of those gentlemen, you know, they uh, are finding ways to provide youth and especially underprivileged youth and, and yeah. youth that wouldn't be able to afford training, um, you know, a way to train. And, you know, they, they find ways and we work with them to sponsor kids uh, to train with us. And, uh, you know, yeah. this is, uh, you know, this is what we care about, you know. Uh, you know, teaching, you know, people that, you know, just want to do it for, you know, I don't know, Instagram photos or for telling their friends that they want to do it. Fine. We'll teach them too. But, you know, we, we really love teaching people that, you know, really need it, you know? Yeah. Are they also uh, jujitsu practitioners? Yes. Uh, yes, they are. Eric is a purple belt and Dennis is a brown belt. Oh, brown cool. belt. Um, uh, you know, the most generous people you'll meet actually cool. the most generous people. I'm, I'm asking because, uh, you know, after this, I definitely, if you guys can shoot me their information so we can get them on and talk about more about their submission impossible. Do they have a website? Uh, yeah, Rob, I'm going to send all yeah. that information to you. Okay. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's submission impossible and, uh, Eric Nicholson. A lot of people in the community know about him as yeah, well. He's doing yeah. a lot of great work. So it's this is my first so. time hearing. So uh, I'm sure that my listeners would be willing to, you know, f- f- check it out. So 
Absolutely. That's great. Okay. Sounds awesome. good. Uh, any last words, um, Alex? Yeah, so I just wanted to say too, like, um, you know, a lot of people that open up schools, the advice that I would give is, you know, there's a cookie cutter approach where, you know, there's a given formula that works. And, you know, a lot of people that open up, they follow the formula and, you know, that's amazing. And, you know, you can definitely, you know, make money, sign up students, et cetera. But I think it's also important, you know, same as the jujitsu to think outside of the box and uh, same as jujitsu, you know, try things and see what works, see what doesn't work, you know, use common sense, you know, be fair to the people and then the people are going to be fair back to you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, given, Agreed. you know, just talking to you guys for the, for, for this hour. Um, I've never met you guys. I only know you guys from, you know, like I said, social media and van being the poster boy for uh super rare, uh, male model. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love those guys. But, um, as far as who you guys are, master Skya and, uh, your Academy and Alex and, and, and van, you, you really, you guys are really true to who you are as far as your mission, your philosophy, and not just the philosophy for your academy. It sounds as if like this is your way of life. And it's really refreshing to hear um, what you guys have said during this, this episode, because uh, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's more people need to be that way. Um and, uh, and, and yeah, that's, that's all I got to say. Just, you know, keep up what you guys are doing. Um, I think you do, guys are doing a phenomenal job and, um, you know, when things open up, uh, hopefully I can make my way down to Bushwick and, uh, you know, train with you guys. We would love for, for sure, you. Ro. All right. Thank you, Ro. Thank all you right, so much guys. for your kind work. No, thank you for being on. And, uh, until next time, you guys, Ratchet Dojo, uh, signing out again, you could find us on Instagram at Ratchet Dojo and, uh, you guys want to give your Instagrams? Yes, my Instagram is Alex Masterskaya. Alex Masterskaya. And Master mine Skaya. is at Van the Man, D A M A N N. The Ratchet Wave spelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you'll, I'll, I'll tag them on my post when I when their episode is ready. Uh, once again, uh, thanks for being here, guys. And uh, until next time, peace.